Why should I be frightened of dying? You know reason for it. You better go sometime. Hello and welcome to the Sam Reed's Near Death Experiences podcast. Thank you very much for listening today. For this episode, I do not have an NDE, but rather have an STE, which stands for a spiritually transformative experience. And this is an experience which doesn't necessarily occur with a life-threatening event or being close to death, although I guess NDEs may qualify as spiritually transformative experiences because often people are quite changed by their NDE in a spiritual manner. But this is one that occurred rather from a severe depression. I'm actually going to read the basis of the experience from the questions here at the end of the account. And I'm going to to do that for some context to begin. At the time of your experience, was there an associated life-threatening event? Uncertain. Severely depressed. I felt like I was on my last legs and felt my knees in surrender, silent plea, desperation. I was doing very poorly from depression and very underweight, possibly near to death, but uncertain. So that was the description of this STE, which we're going to be reading today, which is coming to us from a woman named Polly. It occurred in the year 2000 and is coming to us from the United Kingdom. And I found this story on the nderf.org website and we'll post the link to the account in the description of this episode in case any of you all want to read it yourselves. I thought this was an amazing experience and that she did her fantastic job at attempting to describe physically what she was going through and what she was seeing. So without any further ado, this is Polly's STE. Quote, I fell to my knees while my mind seemed to shut down like an old-fashioned TV screen. At the same time, I felt terror from the excruciating pain in the center of my chest. Then there was silence and darkness. I was in a place of only thought. I remember thinking that I must have died. Then I was somehow viewing the top of my brain. At the extremities of the sides of the skull, there was a bright stream of light from both sides. From one side, the stream of light was thin, and from the other side, the stream of light was thicker. I don't remember which side was which, The two streams of light spiraled around each other and joined together centrally above my head. Then I felt myself being drawn out of and sucked from my body into the light stream as it became one with the light. It was as if I was being thrown about through three dimensions. I went from left to right and then I moved up a bit and was swung up and down. Then I moved up a bit and I felt like I was flung backwards and forwards. The stream of light formed a tunnel of light. I found myself in the center of the tunnel. The tunnel was linear and not much wider than me. I assumed that the tunnel was vertical. 
I looked at my body to discover that it was made of the same light as the tunnel itself. I could see through myself, and it was definitely me, but my body of light was in the form of a child. Around the age of three years old, I remembered this as the first conscious experience as a child, but my thinking self was ageless and of pure awareness. I looked down, and the tunnel seemed like it went down forever. Then I looked up, and the tunnel seemed to go on forever upwards. I looked outside the tunnel, and there was nothing out there except the total blackness. I was suspended, but felt supported and safe. I knew I would not fall. The tunnel was not only light, but also full of love. I was bathed in love and light. It was as if I was love, in the stream of love, and inseparable from it. I was one with the light. I was the light, and the light was me. I felt no fear and was totally at peace. Then I felt a rush of energy, or some force from below that propelled me upwards. I don't know how far upwards I went, but when I stopped I was aware of blocks of black matter. The black matter was coming from both sides, although I was in a cylinder of light. My progress was stopped at that point, like clamps on the outside of the tunnel. I found that I could swim, play, and twizzle about in the stream of light. I felt perfect peace, joy, hope, and love. It was totally fulfilling and I was having fun. I could move freely upwards. Then suddenly, I was pulled back into my physical body. My body felt so heavy and like a dead weight. I longed to be back in the light. I remember dragging myself off the floor and lying on my bed. I was feeling the heavy, deadly weight of depression once more. While in the tunnel, there was no sound, just awareness of my thoughts and happy feelings and being in the light. I knew I was not dreaming, and I knew it was real. End quote. Okay, so that was Polly's STE. I found it fascinating for many reasons. It is not the typical NDE like we have read, but a experience which seems to be brought on by desperation and the depths of what sounds like a horrible depression. And it, it almost sounds as if in this desperate moment she disassociated from all this pain and depression which she was weighed down by and from that had an incredible experience that seemed to consist of her being in a tunnel of light and this spatial metaphor of going up and down and being supported throughout I, I thought was very interesting. She talks about how her body was the same consistency or the same material as the tunnel itself and that it was all made of light and talked about how she sort of pushed her boundaries or explored her boundaries in there from trying to go up and being blocked by, well, literally blocks which seemed to close the tunnel and she could float up and down and you get the sense of that there's she has some 
some play or some fun going on in this story of, of floating around and exploring this tunnel, which is somewhat different from other NDEs which we read, that the tunnel is only a brief means of, I don't know, ending up in some afterlife realm or some sort of broader experience, but in this case, the tunnel is the experience itself, which I found was very interesting. In contrast to her experience, her return to her body sounded quite difficult and painful and oppressive in a way. She talks about returning to her depression like it was a dead weight, and while she was playing around and floating and having this sense of lightness during the experience, she says that she's, she felt dragged down to be back down in her body and feeling this heavy weight of depression. Sounds quite awful. I would hope that having an experience like that would perhaps give her some hope or some light amidst that awful crippling depression and that, that would, this experience would have some healing effect. She certainly talks about the peace and love that, and joy and even hope she mentions as, as part of her experience. And I hope that that was something that carried over back in the reality of her depression in her body. One last thing that I wanted to emphasize was that she ends with saying that I knew I was not dreaming, I knew it was real, which is often my takeaway from these experiences is that any internal psychological experience is real to the person who's experiencing it and only to that person. We have this understandable conception of reality as being that which is physical and that which we can all agree upon and all test and, and confirm that something is real, that something is present. And I think it would serve us to start to broaden that definition of reality out just a bit. And I know it's, it's quite dangerous to to give reality to one's inner experiences, let's say, because that's how people think that they are Christ or a God and start cults and all of that dangerous nonsense. But what I hope we could start to do is to look at our own inner experiences or an STE or an NDE as being real and empirical for the individual who experiences it. As Polly says that she knew it was real and that she wasn't dreaming, but dreams are just as real experiences as anything else. They're just not physical. One could hardly argue with the emotion that one feels waking up in the middle of the night from a nightmare as not being real. You still feel that emotion and your body reacts as if it were real. So that is something that I often like to emphasize as we tend to underplay or discount the validity of our own experiences, which makes sense because they're not true or valid for anyone else but ourselves.
This STE belongs to Polly and to her alone, and I find value in reading and sharing other people's experiences because they get us to take a look at our own. That is the value I see in them. And with that, I think we will wrap things up here. Many thanks to Polly for wanting to share her account, and many thanks to you all for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform that you use because that really helps the podcast out and gets people to listen to it. And I will be back with more experiences, whether NDEs or STEs or any other experiences perhaps, but there will be more to come and thank you again for listening. Bye.